This is Laura Van Arendongba, and you're listening to To Write and Have Written, a writer's guide to the business side. This is an audio recording of the weekly live stream where you can join us each Tuesday on Twitch. Details and a schedule of upcoming guests and topics can be found at lauravab.com. Now to this week's episode. All right. Now we should have picture and sound. Let's try this. Yes. Hello, everybody. And we have friends in the chat. This is great. Um, Yeah. So tonight we have Margaret back. And as you can see, I didn't even like start with the me screen. We got to get to all the Margaret all the time tonight. So we're just jumping straight in (laughs) with all the good stuff. And um, I'm sorry, let me make sure my phone is muted. What jerk didn't have her phone completely turned off? That definitely wasn't me. Sure, sure wasn't me. Okay. Uh, So, uh, Kate, work appropriate goth, Bridger, Shy Red Fox. Everybody, awesome, great. Um, So, one super quick reminder. Today is June the 1st, at least in my time zone. And so, probably should look at your author snapshots just saying no pressure no judgment just a little hint there we go and um and then yeah now it's all about newsletters so um if, if, if you guys uh, i'm just gonna pump margaret for information until uh we run out of time <laughs> but if you guys have questions please throw them into the chat because otherwise i'm gonna monopolize because that's how that's gonna work <laughs> uh, oh amy's got her snapshot done and she's getting to feel smug about it that's completely legit nice it's, it's smug about awesome so um i i think i'm just gonna i'm just gonna lead in with laura getting to feel smug now that amy's given me that opening um <laughs> when we had our uh, Patreon and co- coffee. I'm trying really hard to train myself to say coffee. Um, and, uh, and people, uh, the subscriber talk. And one of the things that came up was how important it was to have your own mailing list and be able to communicate to people directly and not through, you know, a social media mm. or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, I didn't even prompt anybody to say that. Like that came up, <laughs> you know, it was unscripted. Um, and, uh, so, so there we go. Um, So this is the the good follow-up with now that somebody who's not me has, again, affirmed how important a mailing list is uh, or, or, you know, some means of direct communication. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk about that. So, Margaret, I'm sure you have heard absolutely every excuse and whine and complaint in the book. But just in case, uh, (laughs) she's like, there's nothing you have heard. No, no, there is nothing. No, no, nothing whatsoever. Um, by the way, I just need to throw out uh, PJ Zufit in the chat says, quote, Margaret, you are my hero, end quote. So that Aww. is, yeah, so um, Thank I think you. that's a pretty good start, start there. Uh, and she says she's going to have questions too, so great. Um, but yeah, awesome. so big, big thing I think a lot of us start with is what, why do people want to hear from me? Like, I, I make my imaginary friends fight each other for my amusement. What on earth am I going to do like to talk to people mm-hmm. not about my characters? So do, so hold my hand as we yeah. get started, please. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing, right? If we want to write books for others to read, we have to get comfortable with telling people about our said books, right? And I'm not going to lie, the the icky feeling never totally goes away, but I think newsletters give you that practice. At least you don't have to say it out loud. It'll kind of help you practice actually writing it out and getting used to talking to people, you know, because 
you you have to be able to market yourself and part of marketing yourself is telling people about your book so like you can't just put your book out and people will magically appear maybe like 12 15 years ago maybe maybe but now you really have to make that effort to not only stand out amongst the 20 gajillion books coming out but you have to be comfortable you know telling people about it and and talking about it and and telling people about your story and one of the great things about email is is that if somebody took the time to type in their precious email, because you know how we all are about emails, right? We don't just let any and everybody email us, right? So if they took the time to type in their email, you can feel pretty confident that they actually do want to hear from you, right? If they downloaded your freebie, you can be confident that they want to hear from you. And you can't get that same kind of confidence or or that same kind of 100% guarantee with social media, right? A lot of times we follow people and we don't even remember why you followed them. Like they just get lost in the ether or we just saw the one thing and we kind of forget. But email, we check our emails every day. There are stats there that say that people still do emails and people still check their inboxes. So you can be confident people want to hear from you. So if you ever get that nagging feeling and be like, you know what, these 10, 20, 100, 300 people gave me their email address. So I'm pretty sure they want to hear about my stuff. I am totally taking that thing that you said and using it on, no, it's not that I have to write an email to people. It's that I get to take my time to carefully craft my words and not pitch to their mm-hmm. face. Like that is, mm-hmm. that is completely exactly. reframing in a better way for me. Um, exactly. And what makes it easier that I find too, because a lot of objections that people have with email newsletters is, well, I don't have anything published yet. Awesome. Because the pressure to sell has totally been taken off your plate. Now you just get to just talk about your characters, talk about your favorite things, talk about your hobbies, talk about the books you've read. And there's no pressure to sell a thing, you know? So by the time your book does come out, if you are consistent with that newsletter, by the time it comes out, people are like, I have bought it already. Well, already in my already in my cart, already on my on my Goodreads list because you build that relationship, right? So it actually makes the selling so much easier because you spent the time developing that relationship as opposed to somebody who waits till the book comes out and then you're like, oh my god, now I have to sell to people and people are like, I have no idea who you are. So it just it makes the pressure and it makes the overwhelm and the stress so much harder when you do have something to sell, right? So if you don't have a book published yet, that's awesome. Because then you get to have fun, you get to relax, you get to be you, you know, until your book is ready to come out. And that can take a year, two years before my first fantasy book came out. It took two years. And those two years, I was sending an email every month and I would talk about the book. I talked about the journey. I talked about books that were similar to mine that I made sure I read, you know, so all of these things that you can include in your newsletter to establish that relationship so that by the time your book comes out, Everybody's like, good, I'm on board, I'm sold, you know, yeah, or let me be on your street framing. team or, yeah, yeah, you know. It's like, no, I, I, good. I don't have to, it's, it's not that I have to sell them on me. No, it's like, no, you don't have to sell them your book. <laughs> exactly, all exactly. All right, PJ has a question, which is a really good question. Sure. I just did this last week, so I need you to tell me if I was right or not. Um, PJ okay. says, I have a blog and a newsletter and they are connected as far as audience. So if I blog about something, is sending a newsletter considered too repetitive or is there no such thing as too much promotion? 
Um, no, it's not repetitive because different people choose to read on different things, right? So if I don't purposely go to your blog every day and know in the back of my brain that has 20 million other things going on when your blog post comes out, nine times out of 10 people aren't going to go directly to your blog to find it. So if you email me and there are people that I follow all the time on Instagram and they email me, oh, that's right. I saw their blog post on Instagram, forgot to go look it up because you know, Instagram only gives you links in your bio, but they email me and it's like, oh, cool. It's right here. I want to read this anyway. So no, it's not repetitive at all. In marketing, they say that it takes what we call seven touches in order for someone to remember. So seven touches means seven different ways to promote the same thing, right? So you got blog, you got newsletter, you got Instagram, you might have stories, you might have YouTube because our attention spans are like this big, right? So we have to sometimes be repetitive. It's repetitive to us, but we're, we get inundated with so much information on a daily basis. It's not like we're only seeing stuff from you all day, every day. We're getting all of this other information. So we might've seen it on Monday and said, yeah, I wanted to read it, but I forgot. Oh, so-and-so emailed me though. So it's literally like right here. I can click the link and read it on my phone and we're good to go. So no, it's not repetitive at all. Who email me to tell, to tell me that the blog post is up and they're like, this is what I'm talking about the blog. Here's the link. And I'm like, you mm -hmm. sneak, I see what you did to enhance the deliverability of your email by making me click a link in it. Like, yes, oh, that was clever. So I'm totally doing that. Yes. Um, so, yes. okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, that's a whole pile of worms on in increasing your deliverability and all that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, yeah, that can get a little bit uh, complicated. So but short version, yeah. having a link in your email that people actually want to click on is a good thing. So, all right, cool. Um, yeah, guys, uh, feel free to throw in questions because otherwise I'm just going to keep her. Okay. Just, <laughs> just go. Okay. <laughs> so, um, one of the things I struggle with and I, and I'm, I know it's not just me. I'm just the poster child for tonight. Um, as I sit down and I'm like, oh, I have so many things going on in my life. Like I'm so busy. I'm so distracted. I have 18, whatever. And then I sit down and I'm like, uh, newsletter. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. the exact same thing that, cause, cause to me, at least it feels like when people are like, Hey, welcome our new member, Laura, introduce yourself. And you're like, I have two yeah. hands. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, I have what no do you, words. Have you even like what do I what is that? And um, so do you have like do you use a structure? Do you have um, you know, I try to write things down that I think are interesting and then then I have them when they come around, but um, but it, yeah. do you have a, a, a like like I have themes for the show because otherwise I'd never have topics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I have themes for the show. Um, do you, yes. do you have a structure for a newsletter or how do you do that? I do. I do. And I really just have a structure for my content overall. And that's kind of like another big can of worms, but it kind of plays into it because I usually plan my marketing a month in advance. So I usually start with an overall theme. So for example, I'll talk, I'll think about in April, I release a secret library, right? So I know April, it is all about secret library. So IG is going to be about secret library. Um, and my email newsletters, which I send out a couple of emails, but my email newsletter is also going to be secret library themed, but I already know that in March. So throughout March, I'm thinking of ideas and, and I have 
segmented topics, like repeated topics for each of my newsletters, kind of like sections, because who's trying to reinvent the wheel? You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time, right? So I already know what my sections look like. So if I come across something, I literally go on my Google Doc and I'm like, talk about this thing. Or I see a funny video, okay, put the link to that video in there. And Google Docs, because I can access it from any computer, my laptop, my desktop, my phone. So wherever I find it, I can just look it up and put it in there, right? So by the time it comes down to sitting down to write it, it basically has written itself, right? It's like my intro is usually something that's personal that I've already shared on IG because I already have the theme, right? So I just go to my IG caption, I'll copy it, paste it, tweak it a little bit, put it in there. Because again, not everybody follows me on Instagram, you know, so... Um, any secret library pounds come off my shoulders when I'm like, yeah, I can repurpose content. <laughs> listen, listen, repurposing is life. Okay. <laughs> so like, if you want to have book reviews in your newsletter and you're like, you do bookstagram, what was the last book you reviewed on bookstagram? Copy that one, tweak it a little bit. I may go to the book and pull a quote or something from Amazon and link and you're done. Like it doesn't have to be, you don't have to recreate the wheel. You don't have to reproduce brand new stuff every single time. You know, I think the only thing in my newsletter that I reproduce from scratch is my writing updates because, and that's easy because I know what I'm doing, right? I know what's happening. Um, and that's really it. Maybe the personal thing, if something relevant comes up, but normally that's repurposed from Instagram. My book reviews are repurposed from Instagram. Um, I have links to cool stuff that I found online. So those are kind of things I keep track of. So if it's like a video or a meme or, or a link to something or a friend's book comes out, I just go on my little Google doc, make sure you talk about this thing and that thing and the other thing. So yeah, that that's kind of like my system. I think the structure of having my email newsletter sections planned out ahead of time kind of lets me know when I sit down to write, okay, this goes in this section, this goes in this section, this goes in this section, and it takes me about an hour, hour and a half, and we're done. So that kind of helps me with the whole, what do I write about <laughs> kind of thing, you know, so. I'm going to interrupt you just long enough to say, hey, guys, mm -hmm. I'm really sorry I screwed up the stream. Um, the, Margaret will be back in a minute. I just accidentally disappeared your face, but it'll come back. Um, <laughs> it's, it's already back. It's just, I think it's catching up. Yeah. Um, and I was going to switch the video here so that I could bring up your newsletter that you just sent out so we could talk about your sure. structure in it. But sure. I kind of scared myself when I, um, let's see if I can, okay, let me see ah, if I can there get it is. Margaret up here without, um, without losing you again. Hold on. I'm really sorry. I did. I did. That's do okay. this before. I did do this before we went live, but, but that was without <laughs> you in the zoom. And apparently it, it's, it's being finicky. That's okay. It. We can totally talk. Just imagine uh, me and, and Tony Stark's garage <laughs> with all the Iron Man right. things in the back and we're good. We're good. All the, uh, yeah. Like, I, okay. Oh, whoa. There's a lot of Margaret. Oh, Hey, there's yeah. a lot of me. All there right, we go. Drop all you right. right here and you can, Point over at whatever you would like to. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. And so, yeah. And PJ says, uh, I just realized that if, if it's the 10th time I posted something, it might be the first time someone else is reading it, which is... Um, uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The point you were making. And then Bridger says that we had a LAR reception, which was totally the case because I got a little excited and accidentally <laughs> clicked the wrong thing. So... 
All right. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, can you see uh, the the your newsletter that I yeah. have up here? Yeah. So it starts yeah. out with like this really pretty header. So I'm just going to be a little bit jealous of all the things. All right. Listen, um, Canva is life. And in ConvertKit, <laughs> once you do a template, I don't have to upload that that header every, the header or the footer. I don't have to upload it every time. So ConvertKit so, is life when it comes to templates so like that. pretty and on brand and makes me think summary thought. Branding is, branding is important. Branding is totally important. So yeah, so that first section, I always start with something personal. I look at my email news list as kind of just one person that I'm talking to. So instead of getting that overwhelmed, like I have to be this authorly person that has all of these fans, it's like, no, 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 we don't have to do all of that. It's as if I'm talking to a friend because I do consider the people on my list friends. Like we'll email back and forth. They will share things about, you know, themselves. I will ask them to share things about themselves. It's a conversation. It's a relationship. It's not, I'm just handing you this newsletter with stuff. I, I want to engage them and kind of talk about the things that they might be talking about. So I just happened to take my first vacation after a whole year of COVID. And I'm pretty sure everybody can relate to like, either going out for the first time, going somewhere or getting ready to. So that's what I kind of opened up with. And the key with that is I don't just make it about myself. I'll start out with myself, but then at the end I say, you know what, you need to go and take a break. And what's something that you've done that, you know, makes you happy or, or if you can't travel, find something, go somewhere. So that way you can recharge. So I always want to make sure that I'm giving something inspirational and positive to um, my email news, news subscriber in that first section. Now that second section, totally off of IG. That was an IG post that I did um, about, you know, the three different characters that happened to be in Secret Library. So I didn't say, you know, the Secret Library characters in there, but I started off with those three things and asked them which one they are invite them to, to email me back if they want to. And then at the very end, kind of like your um, commercials where you get to the end of the commercial and it tells you what the product is, then that's where you get, you know, to click to buy from Amazon and the paperback and all that stuff. So that section is always dedicated to, oh, and then reviews too. They like to screenshot and show people. Now, this is the fun part. This is where the, did you see this? Now I get to have fun and put in like, so you, Laura, with your memes, like this will totally be cute, right? So I put in little memes because as I said in my header, I'm Marvel fan all day, every day, right? So nine times out of 10, I'm gonna talk about something Marvel related in this section, right? And people know that, so they kind of expect it, right? So, and I had like three people email me just to say, LOL at this meme after getting a newsletter. So that's all kinds of awesome, right? Because it was um, a great scene, yes. Yeah, it was a great scene. Um, and then the book review is one that I did. Again, it was straight off of Instagram. I just shortened it a little bit because I tend to be rambly on Instagram, but I just shortened it a little bit. And that's that section, right? Then my writing updates come next. Those kind of write themselves because I actually know what's going on. And then at the bottom, I, I participate in um, promo reviews, like pro, uh, newsletter swaps. So those kind of go in at the end of the newsletter. And then you have the footer there that's always there. It also links to my books and all that wonderful stuff. And that's it. But literally in my Google Doc, I have each of those sections kind of like laid out. So I'll just put in little notes or anything that happens to them by the time I come to sit down and do my newsletter, 
I know what I'm talking about. I'm not. So the key here is to not sit down and go, now what? But to be accumulating throughout the month, anything that makes me giggle, I should write this down kind of thing. Speaking yeah, of things that make me giggle, yeah. we have to take, check in with the chat for a minute because we have okay. two chatters who are terrified. Of, you said I consider my subscribers my friends, and we have two chatters who are terrified of their subscribers, so we need to have a little talk about this oh but okay also grace is being bullied by her chickens and there's like a whole thread about how many chickens and ras- rapidly escalating chickens and that's the new punk band name and that's just oh my god delightfully out of control over there so <laughs> um so we're gonna leave we're gonna hope that grace and her chickens get sorted it looks like there's a group <laughs> effort to help with that so that's good but um for our for our chatters who are uh not as comfortable with their subscribers probably doing the same thing I do, which is, but they're going, they need to think that I'm an adult. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what is like, 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 do you write to a person that just happens then to go to many people? Do you think of speaking to a collective audience? What's, what's a good, how do you, how do you do this? I think of one person and that one person should always be who your ideal reader is. I think if you try to think of a collective or even worse, everybody, you know, then that's too much pressure to kind of appease everyone, you know, and I look at it as by the time you read my header, you already know what I'm about, right? So if you are a DC fan and can't stand Marvel nine times out of 10, you're not going to read the rest of the newsletter. And that's cool, you know, because my ideal reader loves Marvel. My ideal reader loves quick reads. She's someone that doesn't have enough time to read stuff. So that's why I make the sections easy to read. That's why my titles are color coded so she can quickly skim it and she can read it later. Um, It's really important just with anything marketing in general. I say before you start doing anything, you really need to nail down who your ideal reader is. I'm talking about there's no there's no level of, of specificity that you can get on this person. Like you need to have a clear vision of who this person is. And this is who you are writing to. As you become more established and you start getting things like, you know, Amazon reviews and people interacting you with interacting with you on Instagram, then you get a, even a better idea of who this idea reader is. So then you can go back and kind of tweak things. And, you know, because I came into this and I'm like, well, I like Marvel. I don't know how many people will necessarily like Marvel the way I like Marvel, you know? And then when people were like, this is kind of like Avengers, or this is kind of like, you know, that one movie where Thor lost his hammer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you get me, right? So then I can say, all right, so now I don't feel bad about Marvel references, or I don't feel bad about putting Tony Stark's garage as my background. I mean, that's just, it's me as all part of the brand. It's what I do, right? So I think, really and truly knowing who your ideal reader is takes that fear away. And something that my writing coach taught me early on was that, you know, don't think of it as marketing, thinking it as geeking out with your favorite friends. And you just happen to geek out about the same stuff. Like approach that with Instagram, approach that with, you know, email newsletter. And that's what makes you kind of stand out. Because if you get to the whole, I have to be all Arthurly and, 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 it's like, it's like almost like a company. There's no personality. There's no way to connect with anyone, right? So don't be scared of your email new subscribers. You know, I, I love my subscribers and they shock me all the time because I have people who are like in their 60s 
reading my books about pirates and they'll email me and they'll tell me this is the only way that I do. I don't do Instagram. I do any of that stuff, but I look forward to, you you know, they'll send me, you know, my, my grandkids left and I'm going to read this on the plane to see my grandkids or something. And that's hilarious to me because I didn't envision that who, that would be my ideal reader, but I can go back and tweak and say, you know what? Okay. I can include maybe older people who have more time to read and the newsletters are even more important. I have to make sure the format is clean. I have to make sure it's readable. I have to make sure that, you know, if it's on a phone that it streamlines well. So all of these things kind of take into account of, you know, who my subscribers are. So don't, don't be scared of them. They give you so much valuable information that you can just take with you and, and market and all that. Kate says she started with the internet baseline of cats because she loves cats and she somehow ends up with the only people on the internet who don't like cats. Okay. But those people aren't real, Kate. They're not real. Those no. Are bots. Like everybody loves on the internet loves cats. Like I think, yeah, that's. <laughs> there is this bookstagrammer. I, I, she's amazing. And she's, um, reviewed some of my books and then I had her as an arc reader and every picture she has she has her adorable cat next to my book on top of my book you know the the her the cat's in her lap while she's reading the book I mean it's just really taking the time to find out where this person hangs out and I think you will definitely find your people you know you also have to be discerning about where you share your newsletter right you have to make sure that you are marketing it to the right people and I think that's what kind of throws people off too you know and I think I'm going to share a story about me because, well, it's my twi my Twitch stream. So, so but, um, <laughs> the like the the whole idea of you know I I I want to approach the newsletter as marketing, you know, and and how skewed that makes our thinking. So last Thursday, um, I sent two newsletters last week because I'm trying to sort something out and like trying to poll my mm -hmm. audience for for information. So that was a that was a thing mm -hmm. that happened. But last Thursday, like I'm working on my computer and suddenly there's a bunch of cows in my, on my property. I don't own cows, but I did <laughs> suddenly on Thursday. They just appeared. Right. And, um, so, you know, my dad and I collected these cows and we put them in my, my field and, you know, fenced them until people could, you know, when then we got like, oh my gosh, they got the owner of the cattle and we got police and we got animal control. The police closed the road and we did a cattle drive to get them home. Like it was a thing. <laughs> Oh and my gosh. All of this, like, right, right. here's the thing. Like, that is completely the kind of thing that I would tell my friends. That is the kind of thing I did tell my friends. Like, I, we have photos of the cows, right? Of course. And um, it did not occur to me until today that, oh, I could maybe put that in a newsletter. Like, I don't know if it would have occurred to me if we had not been having this conversation, you know, tonight. And, and mm -hmm. I'm just like, why would I not take, like, like, I guarantee you nobody else is sending their email this week going, um, do you want to see pictures of baby calves that showed up in my yard for unpredictably? Like, the, you Just get out randomly. baby cows? Like, that's, that's a thing that <laughs> I should take advantage of. Yeah. But because I'm so busy thinking marketing thoughts, like, you know, I don't just be like, hey, random cows, you know, <laughs> so, um, think about it, right. It's like a metaphor for your writing. Cause how many times we're sitting here writing a manuscript and random characters just come out of nowhere that have no importance or planning and they just show up in your story and you're like, take over the freaking book. Yeah. So what the heck um, am I supposed to do with you now? 
So <laughs> my writing life is like herding mysterious cows that just show up on your lawn. Like <laughs> I read that. I'm going to say like, what, what is she talking about? Like, how does that even work? You know, writers will get it, you know, and then readers can be like, did she put this in a story? Or they tell you like, you so got to put this in a story somewhere, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. And if nothing else, I've got mm-hmm. cute pictures of baby calves and I'm sorry, Bridger, you're not mm-hmm. real. Um, you know, Bridger's <laughs> apparently a person on the internet who's not doing cat pit pictures. So no, you're, you're a bot, Bridger. It's, you're not real. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, we have another question from PJ. Uh, sure. I'm just going to read it verbatim. I struggle to have engagement with my audience. I have about a 12% open rate, but these people don't unsubscribe. I have finally gotten over the agony of rejection when people unsubscribe because then my click rates would go up. But do you have any tips to engage my audience so that they actually click it and read it? So awesome. They won't ignore me. Play with your subject lines. When open rates are an issue, play with your subject lines. Um, I would say, look at what you're putting in your subject lines now and think of something totally different, totally creative. Um, I know a lot of times authors will put, you know, so-and-so's monthly newsletter or something, you know, but let's say you write a story about dragons and you'd be like, you know, um, unleash dragons, writing updates and oh, there's a book. What the heck is she talking about? Unleash dragons. That would make me want to open it, right? So I would play with your subject lines. I say when open rates are an issue, just try a different subject line. You know, so the next two or three newsletters you send out have a different type of subject line and see how that does, you know, um, with your open rates. But nine times out of 10 is usually the subject line. And people don't not subscribe because they have to go and open it to unsubscribe it, right? So they're not even going to open it, you know? And I would say with unsubscribes, never take that personally. I feel that I'd rather have a hundred engaged people that will buy anything that I put in an email than have 2000 people who never open one. The, 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 the sheer numbers doesn't matter. It's all about engagement. It's all about open rate. It's all about click rate. So I would say, try that. Just to underscore that something I did because I had a, I had a, I was very happy with the number of my newsletter subscribers, but my open rates weren't what they used to be. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of people sign up to get free stuff and then just never engaged again. And so I did a sunset mm-hmm. email where I'm like, if you have not opened anything from me in the last year, you got an email that said, do you want to stay, you know, engaged mm-hmm. or do, do I, do I unsubscribe for you? Mm-hmm. And I did save some people with that email, but uh, I cut 2,000 people off my list with that email. That hurt my soul a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but also, my my open rates jumped like 20% or something. I don't remember what the mm-hmm. exact figures were. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't make as much of an impression as cutting those 2,000 people did. So, I, I um, did a major purge. I want to say I did something similar. And that, I, I mean, I, I have a whole process because I'm, I'm such a marketing nerd. So I actually have, when you get my freebie, you have to go through a series of like six emails before you even get to my newsletter list. Because I want to make sure that when you get to that list, like you are my people, Right. Um, and give people also an opportunity to get to know me and to get to know my writing. So one is a welcome email. It tells three things about me. Tell me three things cool about you. Second email is 
thank you for downloading it. This is what's going to happen next. I'm going to send you a free excerpt from Macario Scepter. You're going to get one right after the other. You're going to get three of them. So then that happens. So once they stay and they haven't unsubscribed, then they get to my list. So I can be pretty sure that I have a good group of folks on my list. Um, but I did do kind of like a, I went through um, ConvertKit has literally a list that says cold subscribers. They're basically, they group people who haven't opened your emails for, you know, um, four or five, you know, different emails or whatever. And I said simply like, do you still want to hear from me? I'm like, you know, I know your email inbox is full and I know it's, so, you know, so many crazy things. If email is too much, I'm always on Instagram. You can follow me there, the type of thing. And I'm thinking like all these people are going to drop off. And they were people like, I got like 80, 90 people like stayed and we're like, oh my God, no, it's just that, you know, life got busy or, you know, I got overwhelmed, but you know, I, if I don't open up your monthly email, I just want to know when your books come out. Like, you know, that, that kind of thing, like, don't take me off, you know, but I did cut like about a good couple of hundred people off. And yeah, that hurt some, but at the same like time, off fingers. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, that these are your core people, right? These are the people that want to hear from you and like you say your open rates go up and your click rates go up and all that lovely stuff and we mentioned deliverability earlier and if i have more people a higher percentage of people opening my email then that makes sure my email actually gets to more of the people on my list and it's Mm -hmm. not ending up in Mm -hmm. promo or in spam and all of that so it's one of those things that i i did that cut to make sure other people could get that email but, yes. oh man, like I almost took up drinking. Like just, <laughs> like, it was hard. Okay. Uh, we have a question from Grace and um, it's okay. a really good question. What do you think of that technique where you resend the same email, but with a different subject line, but only to subscribers who did not open the first one? She tried it once and was surprised at how well it worked, but is it spammy? Um, No, because the people didn't see the email before. Now I've done it. I only do it with emails that I feel are like quote unquote important. Monthly newsletters, not so much. If you didn't catch it the first go around, you get it the second go around, no big deal. Um, but sometimes like some of my sales emails or I'll have a segmented list of people that I call like superstar subscribers, like they open up everything, but for some reason they didn't open up anything. I might resend it and I'll just put a like, in case you missed it. You know, I don't even, I just do the same subject line, but I'll put like, you know, in case you missed it, you know, this kind of thing. And then I'll see, you know, a couple of more people, you know, opening it up. So it's not a bad tactic. Marketing is all about testing. If you do it a couple of times and it works, cool, run with it. If you do it a couple of times and it's like, eh, your open rates aren't that good. People are unsubscribing a little bit more then don't, you know, it's all about finding what works. Kate's pointing out, you know, the six, the six email onboarding is another reason not to assume your subscribers are like me (laughs) because she says, I'd never make it through a six email onboarding sequence. Yeah. But obviously people who really want Margaret's stuff are willing to do it. And then she's got you, you have to make it interesting. I think, and, and I, and I tell you ahead of time, see what I don't like is, is when they don't give you a heads up, right? It's like, okay, sign up for your, I sign up for your newsletter and I got all of these things. I usually say, welcome newsletter, welcome email off the bat. And it has a picture of me and it's, here's three things you should know about me. Tell me three things about you. And a lot of people email because they're like, oh, I never like 
and you hear like so these cool things about people, right? So then three days later, it's the, the subject line is thank you. And it's thank you for downloading my freebie. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to know what you think. Here's what happens next. I'm going to send you free, three free excerpts out of a book. Everybody wants three free excerpts out of a book, right? So the first, each three, each of those excerpts are from characters in the book. So it's different character, every email, right? So it's not the same kind of redundant thing. The first one, like you saw my email, is uh, the, the treasure hunting nun. The second one is the pirate. And the third one is the chosen one. So then after that, it's another, thank you for sticking around. Now you're going to get my monthly emails. So I let people know ahead of time what they're getting into. So that way, if you want an out, you can click the subscribe button and go. And then after that onboarding email, you don't hear from me again until another month. The only time you'll get multiple emails from me is when we get closer to a launch. And by that time, I'll tell you, hey, Secret Library is coming on April. I'll tell you this in January. I'm ramping up and here's what I have going on. A, B, C, and D. I might reach out to you if you want to do the cover reveal. I might reach out to you if you want an arc. So it's letting your audience know what's going to happen instead of just springing all this crazy on the right. <laughs> just kind of, you know, be courteous and let people know like what yeah, to I expect. Communicating is is obviously key like you know just I, i've definitely mm -hmm. i've signed up for oh i'm interested in this free free download i'm getting three emails a day for the first week i'm like stop yeah stop it's too much like, no it's too much and it was, they were coming from different addresses clearly they had shared my address around so they were coming from mm -hmm. different things, but all connected to the same event or whatever and i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Just don't. I don't Just like don't. that. Like I say, I expect it of my friends. So I'll tell my friends, hey, I'm planning this thing. So I might ask you for A, B, and C, and D. Or and I'll even say in an email that's not typical, it's like, hey, I'm interrupting your email real quick because I have something important to tell you. And usually those emails are quick to the point and then I'm out because I know people are busy. I know you got things to do and I normally don't email y'all. So yeah, it's, it's just being transparent. So is there a sweet spot for the number of emails to send? Like you're, you're, I think you're doing monthly. Um, I know some people do weekly. I actually know people who do, do daily, bless their hearts. Um, you know, like, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. no way it could Seriously. not happen. Um, but no. you know, weekly or monthly, or I'm, I'm kind of like, semi-quarterly I don't even know what I, what I like probably that's part of my problem like I should have a schedule what, what do you recommend um I think when you're first starting you need to find a schedule that works for you and I know this isn't the common place you know you probably expect me to say it has to be x number but everyone's schedules is different and the problem that a lot of authors and writers have is we try to do all the things that we should do but we don't have time to do said things. So what happens? You're all gung ho, you get on the ball. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna do these emails like once a week, every week. And then month three comes along and you are so burnt out and stressed. You drop the thing all together and then you don't do another email for like six months, you know, as opposed to, okay, I only have time to do a monthly email, which is me. I only have enough time to do a monthly email. And if I need to send stuff more frequently, like for launches, I pre-schedule all of that. I take a day, I write them all out, I hit schedule, and then I go on about life, right? So look at your schedule. God what do you schedule. have time to do? Button. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have time to do? 
I know editors in particular that do quarterly, but her quarterly e newsletter is chock full of stuff, right? So yeah, I may only hear from her once a quarter, but man, she has good stuff in there that it'll probably take me all quarter to kind of get through, right? Or kind of, you know, absorb in all the tips and everything that she gives, right? So take a look at your schedule. I am a big fan of doing a time audit, like really getting serious about your day from the time you wake up to how long it takes for you to deal with your erotic kids to how long it takes to you to commute to work, come home from work. Maybe you like to do yoga or exercise, put that in. Okay. You need an hour of Netflix. Cool. Put that in, right? Do something that works for your schedule because nine times out of 10, if you do something that you have time for, you will stick with it. And it's all about consistency, consistency, email marketing, Instagram, doesn't matter. It's all about being consistent. So whatever that looks like for you, there is no magic number. There is no, if you, if you send a new email newsletter, you know, every two weeks, you know, and then you'll get a million subscribers. No, it's all about what works for you and then being consistent with it. I've been doing a, a newsletter once a month, every month for like two or three years now. And that works totally fine for me. And you just are upfront with people yeah. like during launch months, there may be more than one newsletter. So they're not going to yeah. freak out about yeah. being, oh, to, whoa, so much Margaret all in one month or something. So, okay. Yeah. I'll say, Hey, the, the, this is launching, you know, um, like with secret library, I think I did a cover reveal one. And then two weeks after that, it was to remind, cause it was cover, cover reveal and pre-orders. So I do one email at the top. And then when it gets closer, it's like, hey, just to remind you that the pre-orders are still open. You're going to get all of this swag. Here's the link. And I'm out. It's like super short email. It's not no big, long production. It's super sweet and to the point because that email has a goal. It's about to get more pre-orders and to remind folks that is there's there, a pre-order coming or ending. Is there a recommended length? Because I know sometimes you see those stuff floating around about 300 words is the perfect length or 700 words is the perfect length. So... Okay, no, just be you. Awesome. I like that. Exactly. Better. Then I don't have yes. to. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, we don't we we put so much pressure on ourselves and all of these like it should be this, you know, like it it, it really all depends. I, I do marketing as a day job for a staffing firm and some of our emails is just a pretty picture with it's it's a poster. Done. That's it. Sometimes it can be a whole white paper. It all depends on who we're talking to, um, what the subject matter is, you know, it, it, it all depends. And sometimes it's different people that we're talking to. So only you know who your ideal reader is. If your ideal reader is someone who like, let's say like literary fiction, man, you can go on for pages because literary fiction is, you know, it's, it's, you can get all flowery and everything else because that's literary fiction. But for me, on the other hand, I write books that I want you to finish in a weekend. I want you to stay up late for at least two nights and you can finish it in a weekend and then go on to the next book, right? So I'm not going to have these long, very drawn out emails, you know, and being that it's once a month, it's a little longer. So that's why I have like about five sections, but that's it. You know, it's, it's short and sweet to the point because my ideal reader does not have time. If your ideal reader has time, then sure, you can go a thousand, two thousand, three thousand words if you want. You know, so good. No magic numbers, no magic pills in marketing, none of that. 
None of that. No, that makes me that I I like the, I like the less pressure version of this. This is great. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Let me tell you, it's, it's, and, and trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm very type A. So the type A in me loves things to be perfect and it has to be just so, but at the same time, it's like, you have to be yourself and readers will connect with somebody, you know, who's, who's a person, you know, we think of brands that we connect to and makes us feel like there's a person behind it. You know, it's not, has to be all stuffy and professional and, and what have you, you know, it's a person. So and relax, have fun with it. And when you relax and have fun with it, it comes off to the reader who's reading it. It comes off in the language you use and the pictures you use, the subject lines, whatever it is, you know? So I don't, I don't honestly remember if I've ever said this on the stream before, but one of the reasons that I wanted to do this kind of thing on Twitch, as opposed to, you know, pre-recording on YouTube is I actually have a degree in video production from, you know, back in the dark, dark ages of, you know, CRT, <laughs> um, linear editing and all of that, like seriously, non-linear editing was the new cool thing on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, look it up kids. Anyway, um, the, <laughs> the, um, where was I going with this? If I were to sit down and be like, I'm going to record a video on how, on a tutorial video or something, I get so wrapped up in getting it right that it doesn't get like done and perfect mm-hmm. are, have to be equivalent by forcing mm-hmm. myself to do something live. As you all know, like stuff <laughs> happens in live video and I have yes, to just roll with it. And it is, that means that stuff actually gets done because it's going out every Tuesday, even if mm-hmm. I have muted myself yet again. Um, and, but, but it's, it's, I've chosen a format that makes it impossible for me to stress about perfection. And, um, yes. and therefore I am more productive. <laughs> so, um, I think there's yeah. like a whole, there's like a whole life lesson right there in <laughs> getting over myself. And yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm just getting to realize that, you know, I, Hey, sometimes I can just send the wrong email. And as long as I laugh about it with people, <laughs> then we're good. So, yeah, man, I, I've, I've had emails where I've sent out like an email to like, a hundred some odd people and the link is all kinds of wrong. And then I'm getting all of these different emails about the link is wrong. And I'm, of course you have a panic attack for about five seconds. Right. Right. And then it's like, okay, you know, the drunk elves behind my email sent out the wrong link. Here you go. Done. Right. <laughs> no harm, no foul. Right. Like, like the world is going to fall apart. It's not going to you know, if there's a typo or two in there, people are not going to, you know, unsubscribe in like droves, you know, whatever, but you're a person. I mean, it's, it's, it, it happens, you know, so. Yeah. And, and a lot, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back to the unsubscribe thing. Like people are going to unsubscribe and I need to know that that's not, yes, it's about me, but it's not about me. Right. Like, um, I actually got an email you know, I'm, t- I'm t- talking to my people, you know, my, my, mm-hmm. my readers about, I'm going to start doing some serial fiction just as an experiment. You know, we've mm-hmm. talked here about Bella and things. And mm-hmm. I got an email back from somebody who said um, that another author she reads started doing serial fiction on the side and she quit reading that author because, and I'm just like, I'm not taking away like the novels. I'm just also, here's another option. If you're going to quit over that, yeah. then you weren't that committed Those to are, That's books. not your people. <laughs> no. And, and that's, you know, I just like, okay, you know, like 
I, I can't let that be about me because I would freak out if I let that be about me. <laughs> like, oh no, what Absolutely. I and let me tell you, I have some of the coolest and most polite people ever. I can quite a few unsubscribe emails. They will email me and tell me they apologize that they have to unsubscribe because they're just overwhelmed with so many different emails and newsletters. So then I tell them, thank you for signing up. I hope you enjoyed the freebie. If you're on Instagram and it's just easier for you to follow me on Instagram, I'm updating stuff on there all the time. And here's my Instagram handle done, you know? So sometimes, like you said, it's not about you. Sometimes people are just inundated with emails and people are just, maybe they follow you on Instagram and don't want to follow you on the newsletter because they're getting what they need from Instagram, you know, instead of the email newsletter. So there's 20 million different reasons, you know, you know, for unsubscribe. So it's going to happen. And you're, you're what you're saying about, you know, communicating with them after, like, leave mm-hmm. that door open. Like, they might want to yeah. come back, right? Like, yeah. sometimes stuff is going on and I need to clear my inbox so I can get my, you know, brain together. And then I'm going to want to subscribe to things. So, yeah. So, Kate's, yeah. um, okay, you know, the, 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 the chat is appreciating your drunken elves and, um, I can't, I can't take, I can't take credit for the drunken elves because I have a DM chat with some writer friends of mine. And whenever we do a typo, we're like, Oh, that drunk elf again. Like that's just, (laughs) just, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Well, I know that we have a hard stop tonight. So I'm going to pause for just a moment and say, Hey chat, this is your final call for questions because Margaret has important places to go and important things to do. <laughs> and we're going to make sure that we get her out on time because I'm not, not, not letting her to come, not come back, not wanting her to not, <laughs> you know, you know, we're, we're in. Got it. Good got it. Got so it. Resubscribe. That's what we're doing. So uh, if you have yeah. questions, uh, please get them in at this point. So, um, also this might be a good point while people are typing into the chat, um, to mm-hmm. mention that there is a, a hint of something on the horizon that we could look forward yes. to for newsletter handholding and moral support. Do you want to, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. So like we said at the top, like author newsletters is, is a thing that so many writers are, so many writers are struggling with. Right. And, um, and so I sat down and I'm like, okay, well maybe I can come up with and I did come up with that freebie handout that we talked about in our last interview, right? The the five stress free topics you can put in your newsletter, right? Which is also on my website that you can grab. But I'm like, mm, that's not enough. I said, well, maybe I can do just like a mini course, right? So while delving in, and like I said, I've, I do marketing for a living. I have, gosh, I've been working professionally in marketing for like 13 years. So like, when GeoCities and blogs were a thing <laughs> of aging myself. So when, I had a GeoCities was... site. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That far back. And, um, and just in my last company, I've, I've been doing their content and email strategy for the last six or seven years. And I was like, there's so much more to the newsletter. And there are so many pain points that can be addressed that this turned into like a five week, email newsletter course just for fiction writers because I feel like the stuff that's out there is geared towards more nonfiction which is understandable right nonfiction solves a problem 
but we are in the entertainment business and being that we feel entertainment is so subjective. And like you say, people want to, why would people want to hear from me? And, and, and I address all of those kind of mindset things. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to put together a course doing just that. And it kind of walks you through why author newsletters are important. Cause like I said, we have a vague idea, like it's kind of better than social media, but there are really more reasons why it's important to coming up with that structure and having those ideas and pre-planning them ahead of time to how to know if it's working. So when we had that question about my click rate is down, what do I do? You know, you can play with subject lines. If my click rate is not looking right, what can I do? If my, I have too many unsubscribes, because that can be a thing, you know, unsubscribing is one thing, but if you have more people unsubscribing than subscribing then what you can do with there and it kind of walks you through all of those things and yes it's very hand-holding and very like I want to walk you through it and not be scared of your newsletters or be scared of the people subscribing so yes I'm working on this course to launch by the end of the summer so it'll be a little insane because I'm doing that and um working on a book to be released in the fall. So, you know, just send lots of coffee and chocolate over here and I'll feel all kinds of better. <laughs> I know I got um, <laughs> reading your writing updates. You're like, yeah, book two just came out. Book three is the theater. I'm working on book four. And I'm like, well, just pass the guilt, double helping. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hence so, the once a month newsletter. Cause that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's it. That's it. That's all so I Kate is sending yeah. coffee and chocolate in the chat. So thanks, Kate. Please. please I'll just please. pass those right along. Um, and Kate yes. says, and it, this is totally not just Kate. Kate speaks for, you know, all of the, uh, for the community. Uh, my problem is just self-worth. No one wants to hear from me. I feel the same way about all my social accounts. And, and she suggests she needs to be slapped. I don't think that really is going to help the self-worth thing. So we're going to skip that part. No. Um, but yeah, like that is, that is exactly it because it feels so much like me, me, look at me and yeah, <laughs> like, and I know you said, you're I, gonna, I know you said your course is going to address that, but can we have yeah, like the but two I minute can, version I can now? Give you a nice, I can give you a nice one liner that I kind of use even for myself, right? Because it doesn't matter how long you do this. We have the doubts and like, who wants to have this thing for me? come from it of an angle of how can I be of service? Like people have been wanting books about pirates. They can't find books about pirates. There's like a handful, but we need more. My book feeds that is, is serving you what you are looking for, right? If in YA fantasy, you hate that it's always just the same type of characters. My treasure hunting nun is here to serve and entertain you, right? So Think of it as coming from a place of service. Think of it as coming of a place to serve your fellow writers. The more you write and learn and make falls and stumbles, you can help your fellow writers avoid that. The more stories you put out there, you can have that one story that will resonate with someone that you wouldn't even think that would resonate with them. You know, you are of service to them. So if you look at it like that, then it takes the pressure off of it has to be about me. No, I'm being of service to readers and writers. I'm adding my perspective and my story to the collective because we all know we can never have too many books. We can never have too many bookshelves. Kindle is a wonderful yet dangerous invention because we can load like 10,000 books on there and take them wherever we go. Um, but you're being of service and just think of it that way. So when you have a little doubt and whatever, you know, you know, I'm being of service to somebody, even if it's just one person, 
You know, I look at it like that. Just one person enjoyed my story. My mission is done. You know, everything else is, is, you know, frosting on the cake to me. So I hope that helps with uh, and that's, the that's self-doubt. And that's the... exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, when, when I'm working on, you know, nonfiction stuff, I can, I can point to and be like, this is my day job. This is what I do with, this is the knowledge I can share. This is how I can literally save a life with this knowledge. Yes. And I'm like, these are my imaginary friends. <laughs> I have fun with them, you know? And it's just, it is yeah. such a hard mental shift to be, mm-hmm. and, and they can help you too. You know? And um, yeah. so, so yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to replay this. Somebody can clip it. We'll save it on the Twitch stream. I'm going to replay yes. it. We'll put it out. Type it to my... Yeah, be of service. Monitor. Somebody's having a hard day. Like with my editor, like when she's having a hard day, she's like, oh, I'll just go and edit your stuff because Mari and Lewis just make me laugh. Wonderful. My, my job is done. You know, like, like my job is done. You know, so just yeah. look at it like that. Yeah. It's being of service to others. Okay. So um, people who are interested... Uh, you know, on that course on the horizon, um, go hang out on Margaret's, you know, newsletter and stream and or, uh, socials and stuff. And uh, we'll see mm-hmm. when those, when that rolls out. And, and PJ Zufit points out, yes, you have something important and worthy of sharing. Absolutely. And we all do. We all yeah, do. And yes. Um, so, okay. I would, love to pontificate on that just because that's a thing I feel very strongly about and I would love to quiz yes. Margaret some more but unfortunately we do have a hard stop <laughs> so we um, do uh I'm sorry what was I that? said no we do but this was yeah. fun I mean this I'm was sorry I was fun. talking over you and so okay apologies. yeah um but yeah so guys um we will we will let Margaret go this time next time gadget um and uh, next time you guys can have me longer trust me now this this time is the summer has just been so crazy but i appreciate you guys having me this is oh i'm thrilled you came back and really appreciate this was this was great info so um we will save this and then yeah shy red fox says thank you much margaret with a little purple heart. You're welcome. And um, yeah, you're welcome. This has been really good info. So I thank you very much for coming and hanging out again. And so we're going to wrap there. I do not know if Elaine is streaming tonight. I don't know. I'll go find that out. I mean, I think she is streaming, but I don't know what her topic is. Let me be be specific about that. So we might go right Elaine in a moment. But uh, everybody, um, have a fantastic week. Go think of, just start your Evernote list of things to put in your newsletter or whatever. And then we will Mm -hmm. see you next time. Oh, Elena says she has to be crazy, Elena. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Margaret. And have a fantastic evening. And all right. Okay. All right, everybody. Oh, that's a great thing. I don't know what's going on with the camera. That's fine. All right. (laughs) This is fine. I'm going to hop us over to Elena. Everybody have a fantastic week. And I can't type and talk at the same time. I am such an adult. This is why I have to do things um, live so I don't stress about them. Okay, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. You can find details on the weekly live stream, upcoming guests and topics, subscription and support information, and more at lauravab.com. Your shares, reviews, and support are very much appreciated. Until next time.